stroke has been increasingly recognized in children in recent years. Neonatal stroke, in particular, occurs at a much higher rate than in older children. What are the risk factors of neonatal stroke? How is it diagnosed? And what are the recommendations for managing stroke in newborns? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Shu, practicing general pediatrician and author. Our guest is Dr. E. Steve Roach, Professor of Pediatrics and Neurology at the Ohio State University College of Medicine and Chief of Neurology at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome, Dr. Roach. Dr. Roach, you're the lead author of a new American Heart Association scientific statement on managing stroke in infants and children. What was the impetus for publishing the statement now? In recent years, we've come to realize that this is a major problem, and we've we've gotten away from this idea that stroke just simply doesn't occur in children. And the reason for doing this paper at this point is that we believe that there's a considerable gap between those of us who study the the topic in detail and know the topic and those people who are out there on a day-to-day basis who are then faced with having to take care of these children. So the impetus for the paper is to try to narrow that gap so that we can put everything down in one place by a group of people who reach a consensus on how to diagnose, how to manage these children and make it available to anyone who needs it. Now, in your paper, you mentioned that a large proportion of stroke in children actually occurs in newborns. How do you define newborn or neonatal or perinatal stroke? You see it defined differently in different places, but we basically define neonatal the same as everyone else. And this concept of perinatal stroke comes from the recognition that some of these strokes actually occur prior to birth. And the need, therefore, to expand our horizon just a little bit. We have good evidence that some strokes occur before birth, and in fact, some of the children who are born a bit early, the stroke may be the cause for precipitating the early delivery as opposed to, say, the delivery itself causing the stroke. Now, for the neonatal stroke, would your definition then be in the first 28 days of life or seven days? How's that defined? I tend to use 28. We argued that point, but I think it's 28 is what we settled on in the paper. Now, let's talk a little bit more about neonatal stroke. How common is it? Uh, It's much, much more common than we once would have thought. Current evidence suggests that it occurs about once in 4,000 live births. Okay, and would you say that most of those would be of the ischemic type or hemorrhagic? Mostly ischemic. All right. What kind of risk factors might you see in a neonatal stroke? A lot of the children have no identifiable risk factors. And of those who do, there's evidence now that children and their mothers who have some intrinsic coagulopathy have an increased risk of stroke. Uh, There's evidence that inflammation of the placenta increases the risk of stroke. Congenital heart disease, of course, we've long recognized as, as a risk of stroke, and that's certainly true also in neonates. So those are the main things, coagulopathy, amnionitis, congenital heart disease. And when you start seeing those things in combination, the risk of stroke goes up even further. But a lot of the children still have no identifiable risk. Now, what if there's some birth trauma without any coagulopathy? Is that ever a risk factor? Almost certainly overrated. Most of these children have no difference in their risk factors, no more traumatic birth than anyone else. And it is true, however, that sometimes the stroke gets blamed on the delivery, but there's actually 
relatively little evidence for that in most children now. I'm sure there are exceptions, but most of these kids are born just like everyone else and are recognized a few hours after birth when they start having a seizure, but they really do not have a consistent history of birth trauma. Are there any medications um, that the mother might get or the newborn might get or any drugs of abuse that might increase the risk of neonatal stroke? Probably. There's not great empiric evidence as to how often that happens, but certainly there are case reports of children having stroke after their mothers took cocaine, other stimulants. There's reports of babies having a hemorrhagic tendency in response to mothers taking certain anti-convulsant drugs such as phenytoin or phenobarbital. And of course, we've been talking about ischemic stroke, and of course, major hemorrhagic tendency would predispose you to a hemorrhagic stroke, but certainly there is precedent for drugs causing stroke and drugs taken by mother causing a stroke in babies. You mentioned that seizures in the first few hours of life might be one presentation. Is that the most common presentation? It is, absolutely. Are there other ways that a stroke might present in the newborn period? Sure. Occasionally, you'll see babies who are just lethargic and not as responsive as usual or or don't want to feed as well as usual, and and that prompts some kind of evaluation, and we, we find the stroke that way. Sometimes we find the stroke actually later, even though we think it occurred in the neonatal period. The typical scenario there is the family will bring in a a six, eight-month-old child, and they've noticed that the right arm isn't used as much or as consistently or as well as the left arm or something of that sort, or that the child is slow to develop or whatever. And then occasionally, even later still, as a three-, four-, or five-year-old child, they'll come in with epileptic seizures, and the evaluation for the seizures will find what is clearly a an old prior stroke that when we add it all up, we conclude has probably occurred during the neonatal period. But I would think the majority of the kids will show up with seizures in, in the neonatal period. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Hsu. Our guest is Dr. E. Steve Roach, Professor of Pediatrics and Neurology at The Ohio State University College of Medicine and Chief of Neurology at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. We're discussing neonatal stroke. Let's talk a little bit about the diagnosis in neonatal stroke. How would you look for it or diagnose it? In terms of confirming it with a test, given that you're dealing with neonates, probably the first thing that is done in most nurseries would be a cranial ultrasound. And you can identify the lesion, but oftentimes it's not as clear as to the nature of the lesion as it will be if you do a CT scan or an MRI scan. But Usually, the first step, of course, is suspecting the diagnosis, but then in terms of confirming the diagnosis, usually the first test is an ultrasound, and then almost always you have to follow that up then with a a CT or an MRI scan. Now, are are there any cases where an MRA or MRV or CT angiogram might be useful? We haven't got a lot of experience yet in babies with CT angiograms, and of course then, you know, one increasing concern is trying to limit the amount of radiation. We do, with some regularity, do MRA, MRV in these children, and we didn't talk about venous thrombosis, but certainly babies have an increased risk of that as well. So some of those babies will present with seizures, some of them with different things, but we we do MRVs in babies with some regularity, but in terms of just the standard ischemic stroke, typically 
not an MRV, sometimes an MRA, though. Okay. Now, this is such a, a tight time period, the immediate perinatal period and then plus 28 days of life. Is it possible to tell the age of the, the stroke on uh, ultrasound or CT or MRI? Not ultrasound, to my knowledge. CT, occasionally, if you add the CT contrast, sometimes you'll see contrast enhancement of a stroke and we have recognized that that phenomena doesn't usually occur for a couple of days. So, for example, if you have a, a newborn who begins having seizures at eight hours of life and you, you do the CT and you already have contrast enhancement of the, of the abnormality, you can assume that that stroke is considerably older than eight hours, uh, probably a couple of days. And given that hypothetical scenario, that what that means is that stroke occurred before the delivery. Similarly, there are some MRI parameters that someone who deals with MRI all the time can can often give you at least an estimate about how old a stroke is, but not usually with ultrasound. And when you're seeing a stroke in such a young age, what's the prognosis and the outcome and any residual effects? Is it better to get stroke as an infant or is it better to get stroke later on in life? If we're going to assume the same size of abnormality and so on, it's arguably better to get it early than, than later because there's enough plasticity of the brain that to some extent anyway, you can you can actually learn tests that would have been done by that part of the brain with other parts of the brain. The biggest example of that probably is language. A baby who has a stroke in what would eventually become the language area, typically will learn to talk. Now, their vocabulary may not be as rich as it would have been, or they may have word-finding difficulties or whatever, but almost always they learn to talk. Whereas the same abnormality in a 10 or 15-year-old, or of course in an adult, you might or might not then regain language function once you've developed it. So there is a limit to that plasticity notion, though. It's the old idea that if you're a baby, you have almost unlimited potential to recover from a stroke or other injury. It just simply isn't true. I mean, if you have a, a large lesion or multiple abnormalities, there's going to be a price to pay for that. So, But if you're talking about a small abnormality, the chances of, of a good functional recovery is pretty good whether you're talking about a neonate or an older child, but it's probably better in a neonate. Now, would you expect any recurrence of the stroke to happen or a chronic seizure disorder or anything like that? Most of the babies don't have another stroke. It depends a bit on why they had the stroke to begin with, and certainly if they have congenital heart disease that hasn't been fixed, that would represent an ongoing stroke risk for additional strokes. The average typical neonate with a stroke who probably had it for reasons that we can't identify, almost never do you see a second stroke in those kids. And in that sense, the prognosis is, is excellent. The second part of your question about seizures, while most of these kids present because they had a seizure in the neonatal period or even in the nursery, it's relatively unusual for that to persist as epilepsy. I think the current estimate is of the neonates who have a stroke, probably about 15% of them eventually will, will develop a chronic epilepsy. Most of the time, the, the seizures are just in response to the acute injury, and those seizures almost always go away. But then about 15% of the time, those children will resume having seizures later. Let's talk a little bit about the management of acute stroke. I mean, obviously, there's supportive care, such as oxygen and fluids. But what about any type of thrombolytic or other pharmacologic therapy? Is that indicated in newborns? Well, the problem is we have no, no data. Certainly, the thrombolytic agents are, are not approved in the United States for children of any age, let alone neonates. And we basically, in, in this paper, wrestle with that issue a great deal. And 
decided that the appropriate place to use thrombolytic agents in a child, or, or particularly in a neonate, was in the setting of a clinical trial. We're recommending that they not be used in neonates, except in a very controlled setting like that. We don't know that the risk is the same. Part of the problem, of course, is how do you ascertain when the stroke occurred? Even in adults, the usual recommendation is you not use a thrombolytic for an ischemic stroke after about three hours because the rate of hemorrhage goes way up. Well, if we're dealing with a 10-hour-old baby whose stroke might have occurred even before they're born, obviously we have a problem. And that's aside from just the fact that, you know, there's so few times it's actually been used. So we're discouraging thrombolytics, although it would be appropriate to do more research on it. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. E. Steve Roach. We've been discussing neonatal stroke. I'm Dr. Jennifer Hsu, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM157, and thank you for listening.